Hello, and welcome to a special edition of Myths and Stories, a Destiny Lore podcast. Uh, Lightfall has been revealed, and and the season has started, and Myth and I have played some, and oh my god, everything, all the emotions, all the everything. Uh, we'll take this moment to uh, admit Myth was right. Uh, and he, he's just, any more predictions that come from him, I am taking as law of the land because this is, this is twice now he's done this and accurately predicted exactly what was going to happen. Not exactly. Like I, I had a few (laughs) things that I got right. Let's not blow over, you know, blow this out of proportion. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, you know, Hey, Hey, remember myth in, in school, 75% 75% is passing. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. C's get degrees. What, yeah, dang right it does. Hell, D's get degrees. <laughs> um, yeah, so uh so yeah, so we're going to we're going to do um a our our obviously we watched the reveal today. Um out freaking standing work on Bungie's side. Uh Myth, I don't know if you were able to or not, but uh I I watched the the pre-show and the post-show. Um, did were you able to watch both of those as well? Uh, I was able to watch a good portion of the post show. Um, the pre show, what I did catch, uh, seemed to be mostly like fan art and fan videos and those yep. kinds of things. So if there was anything of uh of importance during the pre show, I I likely missed it. No, no. The only the only thing that uh it was it was kind of neat. They had they had a uh um a trivia going on. Uh and I was going to see if if you had gotten all the all the all of them right. I missed one question in the entire trivia and it was which direction the guns face in the in the menu screen. I I said up and down because for some reason I thought like one was pointed up and to the right and the other was down and to the left. But that was that was D1. In D2, they are both they are they both the energy and kinetic slots are pointing up. But one is pointing to the left and one pointing to the right. So yeah, tricky, I, tricky. I missed, I missed one question. But again, D's get degrees, so suck it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, it was, it was, it was all fan art uh, and stories from. It's, it's all the stuff that they've been collecting over the last like six months or so uh, uh, over social media with like all the all the different stories that people had um, of like their their time in Destiny, like their 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 Destiny moment and stuff like that. It was very 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 cool little little pre sequence. Uh, and then, of course, all the art from all over the community. So many freaking artists that are just absolutely amazing. Uh, they had they had a few content creators on there, there as well. They had uh, um, some cosplayers. Uh, uh, yeah, no, it was it was fantastic. But uh, so yeah, so then they then they they showed off Lightfall, and wow. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, uh, myth congratulations correct um event wrong location well in my defense i i guess a to point out like it literally says a city besieged that that wasn't a whole lot of guessing on my part uh right but i don't think anyone anywhere could have predicted a random golden age era city on neptune as being the location (laughs) <laughs> Not necessarily random, because I, I I asked you about this uh, earlier today, and you did some research about it. 
the 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 stronghold the the city that we were talking about uh, uh last night that was redacted from like Rasputin's repository yeah, yeah. was was and and I'm gonna have to pull this up again because I'm I'm horrible with memory uh Neffel Neffel or Neffel Neffel sure. stronghold and then and then you googled it and 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 found out that Neffel is the Greek goddess of the clouds and that the new race that is called Cloud Striders. And so that was a that was a really cool connection to be made there. Like that's it was. I, I think that's awesome. It was a really neat little hint, but it's not a hint that you would have it's it's a, only a hint in retrospect. Like never right, right. would you have been able to go Nephil equals cloud and somehow surmise that that's a whole race of people with a city. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's, if you can connect those dots, fucking, I'm done. I'm out. That's, that's the end of my career. Uh, no, yeah, I was, I was very, like you were saying, that, that retrospective, like, oh, the signs were there. Everything was there. Like, that's, that's awesome. That's totally awesome. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so I guess, I guess I, I should have prefaced this before. Uh, obviously, there'll be spoilers about the, the, the trailer and, and Lightfall and everything that was revealed today. So if you haven't if you haven't watched that before listening to this, I would highly recommend go watching that and then come back and listen to this. Uh, we'll still be here. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, if you want if you want like a cool uh, like, hey, what order should I watch this in? Watch our pre watch our pre show deal uh, or listen to our pre show deal because uh, um, we had a lot of really cool theories that we bounced around last night and several of them came true. Um, and then watch the watch the bungee reveal. Uh, play a little bit of the season that's live now, uh, and then come back and and listen to this one. Uh, cause yeah, it's we've got a set of things. So, uh, we will start with the Lightfall trailer. Um, Myth, you you got it you got it pulled up. Yep. So uh, I've got the trailer queued up here. We're gonna kind of uh, you know, the, this is gonna be another fast and loose episode here uh probably not going to be a whole lot of editing going on a whole lot of like pre-scripted stuff this is mostly just going to be a watch and react and uh you know we'll be back to our more uh scheduled content next week but um yeah so the the lightfall trailer which uh bungie has just the trailer for it up on their uh youtube at this point in time and uh the very first thing we see in the trailer uh is this beautiful futuristic um Zora and I both kind of described it as like 80s cyberpunk esque city. <laughs> I love it. I uh, love it. it. It's if if you could take take like um the the neat like the glaring neon signs and and colors and uh attach those to i would say like the glaring neon signs and colors of say like a blade runner but take it out of the blade runner like dirty and dingy world and put it in a cityscape that looks like it's out of like mirror's edge yeah uh, and you it was, it was a very beautiful space it was oh, a very yeah like the whole time i was the whole time that that part was playing i'm like where the hell is this is this like has something happened to the last city what's going I know. on i was like this I was does so not confused look like at what was city. happening yeah uh, 
But I, I didn't see the traveler in the skybox at all, and I was like, "Oh my god, is the traveler falling at this point? Like, what's happening?" Like, I was right. I was very confused in these first couple of moments of this trailer. Um, I was as well, but uh, but we see in the streets of this city as as we play through, uh, we get some um some voiceover from Callus, uh, and marching through the streets are these this new cabal legion that has dedicated yeah. themselves to callus and the witness which we learned uh are called the shadow legion um all, all darkness infused when i when i first mm-hmm. saw them i saw the thing on their back and i instantly thought that's that's caretaker like that's right they're infusing yeah. these they're infusing these troops with darkness they are th- this is this is the experiments of uh of of the of the things that we saw in the in the Val disciple raid come to fruition like this is an action like this is this is what they were doing there put into practice and actively coming at us that's that's what i that's what i felt when i saw that oh yeah no absolutely i think that that's exactly what they were going for um and so as as we continue we have the you know the three guardians the hunter warlock and and titan uh that are kind of gearing up and then running in and and battling uh this this regiment um and i love that gear up sequence too and like the ones you know the hunter he's he's getting his knives ready he's got like 30 knives strapped across his chest (laughs) the the titan just has bullets everywhere the warlocks he's got all these grenades getting ready like very 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 good aesthetic that wise and i think it's the warlock i wasn't sure at first but um but yeah i'm pretty sure it's the warlock that totally has the tmnt bandana going on for their oh helmet, absolutely absolutely which is wonderful <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we get a very brief shot in the midst of this combat sequence of what i assume is callus being yeah kind of like entombed in uh what i think is i was one gonna of the ask you about ships. that like is is this like uh i when i saw that i thought of like uh stargate sg1 with the with the um uh the sarcophaguses yeah where it's like a restoration chamber that could is, be do you think that's what's happening here maybe because he looks fairly i mean granted we've never seen callus but he looks pretty healthy in this little screen grab and from the descriptions of him from uh the presage mission or or the presage lore from katabases he was like sickly and you know it was not in good shape so i i wonder if he's been restored in some way um i think so via the the power of the darkness i think so and of course, we see the the witness there is kind of standing over him. The witness yep. has a few lines, but uh, but before before we get to that point, because um, that that particular scene is a little later on. I uh, gotcha. We we have our guardians continuing to fight through the streets, and then you see this shot get fired. And I originally I thought it was from one of our guardians or one of the the guardians shown, but it actually originates from behind them, as far as I can tell. Ooh. And uh, this shot hits a pyramid ship and does damage to it, which, you know, going back to the lore card with Asher Mir firing yep. rockets at the, at the pyramid on Io and having them just disappear is pretty substantial that there's something yeah. out there that can deal direct damage to these things. 
that was that was what I picked up on as well. As soon as I saw that, I was like, wait, the last time somebody fired something at these, it was Asher, and right. it did nothing. <laughs> like it, not just that it did nothing. The shot disappeared. Yeah, like it, 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 it was gone. The whole thing. Like Asher even says, you know, he attached a a, a telemetry beacon to the next rocket that he fires, and it shows that it just it's gone. It, it's in a different time space than where the pyramid ship it like same location just different time and space but like yeah it, like and the fact that this thing does something like it blows up it it, it detonates and and then and then I, if i'm not mistaken the camera kind of turns around and pans to him and it, mm-hmm. there's this guy sitting there with his gun in the air yep and he is of a race that we have not seen before and this is our first glimpse at a cloud strider uh, I have so many questions. Now, we got a little bit of information about Cloud Striders um, f- during the showcase as well as during the post-showcase. Uh, yep. So the the things that we learned about them, um, I guess first, we learned that the city that is being shown here is a city called Neomuna. And uh, Neomuna is a city on Neptune. Uh, presumably up until this point there's been some sort of shield or barrier around neptune or around the city that has kept it uh cloaked i guess from any possible investigation any ability to see it uh and that's communication mm -hmm. everything completely cut off and that's why it has remained unknown to everybody until this point now where did Neomuna come from? Like, who, what are these people? Who are these people? Uh, <laughs> so, yes. what we learned in the post show, uh, and they may have mentioned this during the showcase itself, but Neomuna uh, came about from a single ship that escaped uh, Earth during the collapse, the, the original collapse. It escaped the events of the collapse and landed on Neptune and went unnoticed there. Uh, so an unknown number of golden age refugees landed on Neptune and built this city of Neomuna and have been there this entire time, which we, we had a, you know, we got kind of a timeline um, in one of our earlier episodes, uh, of it was like I think fifteen hundred years, something like that, since the golden right, age from Petra. Or since Petra the was talking about like uh, six, sixteen centuries have passed, yeah. sixteen some odd centuries, yeah. So for you know sixteen hundred years, fifteen hundred years, whatever it is, uh, this people has been here, and their sole purpose has been build themselves up so that they can defend against the witness when it returns. So generations of golden age minds. So, so, so uh, just that description answers a lot of questions. Uh, The first one, are these humans? Yes, they are absolutely, they're, they're, they're not like a humanoid species. They are humans. They are from earth. Uh, they started during as the golden humans, age. I think, is accurate to say. I'll I'll give you that one. I well, they could have evolved past then. I mean, we're talking. We'll, we'll call it two thousand years. We'll we'll do a good round number and call it two thousand years. 
uh that's still a long ass time oh yes like, absolutely we know that human lifespan tripled during the golden age so that's 300 years or so i mean we're talking and when you say several generations like that's th- that's seven generations of so that'd be like your great 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 grandparents were settled there and now like a lot can happen in 2000 years especially yeah. with like technology growth uh, everything like the the atmosphere of neptune like that could have been something something that helped evolve them like there's so much that could have happened in that time span um so the 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 two unknowns the two questions that i personally have that are unknowns uh was this in in a um exodus ship i'm assuming it was it would make sense well, uh, I get. I guess maybe, maybe not, because the Exodus ships, as far as we know, were specifically meant uh, to hold large groups of potential colonists to go outside the solar system. This could very well have just been a refugee ship of a you know a ship that was big enough to carry a couple hundred people, uh, and it. You know, it it was the ex- the escape pod. An Exodus ship. Okay. I see is carrying like tens of thousands of people. Oh uh, sure, sure. I mean, we saw that with the with Exodus Green. They had forty thousand right. cryopods in there. So, so I mean, and then on top of that, a crew of nine hundred. So maybe a ship of a couple thousand. Maybe it, it's it's hard to say because on one hand, it's like an Exodus ship. I feel like would be pretty noticeable as as yeah. an escape vessel, um, but they built a whole city so like right clearly and there's a population brings, to support a city well and that's what brings me to my second point there what built that city do we think they had siva tech with them so so about that um <laughs> shit <laughs> the so there there's this whole thing that if you pre-order uh the the lightfall right now they give you a auto rifle in game uh right the, now the auto rifle is confusing as hell by the way <laughs> uh, what the hell is it so i haven't i don't have it so I, I haven't read the description on it um but from what i was seeing other people say it describes it using a nanotech that is not siva okay. And that is not something we yet understand or is beyond our okay. understanding. So, so again, that evolution of technology that's happening. They, there. they may have taken the concept of SIVA and maybe even had it with them if this was an Exodus ship. But it has been tinkered with and uh, you know, upgraded to become something completely unrecognizable to the Guardians. But as nanotech... I presume it would have similar capabilities in building buildings and, you know, Absolutely. infrastructure. Absolutely. And, and I, I have claimed the, the auto rifle and the, the description on it is not, not the actual lore description, but like the description of abilities makes it very confusing because one of them says it fires homing rockets. And then the other one says swap to a grenade launcher. Hold square to swap to a grenade launcher. <laughs> so I haven't had a chance to fire this thing. I just read it and was like, is this an auto rifle? Is this a grenade launcher? Is this a rocket launcher? What is this thing? Is this wardrobe coil in the kinetic slot? What is happening here? So, yeah, so I have Por que no los dos? Exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 
So I so I'm I'm going to operate under the assumption that it was uh, a SIVA evolution of nanotech. That makes uh, sense. That's that's there. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah. So I say another thing. So cloud cloud strider. Cloud striders yeah, and cool. and another thing I want to reference here. Um, during the post show, they talked a little more about cloud striders, and yeah. they seem to indicate that cloud striders is not necessarily the name of the entire peoples, but is the name right. of uh, their very hyper-specific um, kind of defenders of Neptune. Yeah. Defenders of Neomuna. Uh, and they describe them as almost the antithesis of Guardians. Mm-hmm. And not not to mean that they use dark, where Guardians use light, but they do not use light or dark as far as we can tell uh they seem to be purely technology based uh and the cloud striders are not infinite in number are not it's not a large army um there's only ever two at a time and this is because the process of becoming a cloud strider uh involves various um genetic and technological implants uh to turn you into this this you know ultimate weapon from their point of view this ultimate defender and the process of doing that reduces the lifespan of the cloud strider to 10 years holy shit so because they they talk about the rest of the population there being immortals or practically yeah Practically immortals, right? Yeah. So it, it's uh, and cloud striders are purely volunteers. Um. So it's you you have the comparison being a guardian, which is conscripted technically by the ghost that resurrects them. <laughs> I've, uh, I've never thought of it that way, but we absolutely yeah. are conscripted. It's like, hey, I know you've been sleeping for a while, but you're part of our army now. Let's go to the city. Wakey, uh, wakey. <laughs> but so we, we have our, our guardians. They're never really given a choice. Now, certainly some of them turn away from that calling, uh, as we have seen yep. in the lore. But for the most part, guardians are conscripted into a military force. Their lifespan is, you know, they're they're immortal. Their lifespan is unending outside of something happening to their ghost. Uh and there's limitless numbers of them, potentially. Yeah. Cloud Striders, by comparison, purely volunteers. The act of gaining power reduces their lifespan to almost nothing by comparison of what it would normally be. Uh, and there's only ever two of them at a time, a student and a master. Just like the Sith. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. The rule, the rule of two, Darth Bane. I tell you. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, really interesting uh, characters that we're going to be interfacing with here, and the fact that in the trailer they show that this city and the Cloud Striders specifically have weaponry that will damage these ships, that will yep. penetrate whatever the defenses are of these pyramid ships um uh well i guess i guess my final question on on them uh as a whole i guess it's not really about them uh do we think that mara has had contact with them so certainly not impossible 
Um, we don't know. I, right. it, I mean, it, there's such a gap between Forsaken and Season of the Lost that Mara could have certainly met with them. Um, you know, we don't know some of the people she was referencing in her throne as having meetings with. Uh, yep. So it, it could very well be that she met with these Cloud Striders and has been, you know, learning from them or gearing them up in some way or or who knows. Uh, sure. But there is a character we have met that there is evidence to suggest they have met with the Cloud Striders prior to uh, engaging with us. And oh. that character is the stranger Elsie Bray. Oh. We finally have an answer for is what it, her fish is. is. It, is I was going to say. So, uh, part of the collector's edition, and I, as soon as I saw the picture of this, I literally texted <laughs> Beth instantly when I lost my mind. Uh, we get the fish. Like, yep. more than just a, oh, hey, we've got a little fish ghost thing. No, we get a physical fish. It's part of the collector's edition. We we get a fish. It's great. I'm losing my mind over this fish. And they talked about this little this little entity uh, on the post show, and they revealed a a little bit of information about it. So it is not, in fact, a ghost of any kind. It is called a puka, and I, I, I don't know if they said it or if I just inferred as it being part of the collector's edition and being such a, a prominent thing, uh, it, it certainly seems to match in aesthetic to Neptune and Neomuna. So I think yep. the implication is that pukas come from Neomuna. And I so the only right. way Elsie Bray would have one is if she's been there. Yep. Uh, that would also make sense considering... Elsie came from the quote-unquote dark future. She saw the fall of the solar system. Presumably, there was a Neomuna in her timeline as well. Sure. So she would have been aware of it and seen, you know, what happened to it. And maybe she got her fish from there, or maybe knowing that it existed went to our timeline's Neomuna and, you know, interfaced with them before meeting up with us for Beyond Light hard to say but she's definitely been there and been aware of the this this place and these people do okay so last last question i promise do you (laughs) think elsie will play a a role in lightfall i i I right off the bat right like she has to like that's like I, I, I mean, she's yeah. she's seen the dark future. She's been part of the dark future across multiple timelines, presumably, because she, she there's a few lore entries in the game where she's like, you know, this is the seventh time, or this is the eighth time, or the, whatever. Yeah. So she's seen these events play de- play out. Um, typically, when she's talking about her sister Anna, um, and and Anna turning to darkness. Uh, so yeah, like, do you, do you think that that she would be a a key? player i i really i really do think she will be um if no if if no other reason other than why give her a puka if she's not going to be a part of the expansion about the place they come from um other other than because video game other yeah to fuck with us (laughs) (laughs) and i i believe now i don't have sources off the top of my head for this but i 
believe there was an interview somewhere with one of the narrative leads where they had said that originally there was more in uh, Beyond Light that involved Elsie and the what we now know as the Puka and Drifter and Eris. So we there may have been a little more lead up to this in Beyond Light. Sure. Uh, but apparent, but they they had to cut content for time and and whatnot. Yeah. Um. So. Well, it yeah. always it always felt weird to me that that the three of them were there, and and even even as you're playing through the the whole storyline, like they're they're constantly there. Like every time you report back to Elsie, Drifter and and Eris are just sitting sitting yeah. behind her, and you don't really have a whole lot. Like you can talk to them, and they have little th- tidbits to say about whatever mission you were just on, but they don't really have. There wasn't a whole lot of interaction with them outside of that. And then once you once you finished the the story like that was it like they just it's it's like they all everyone just said okay good good talk everyone break and then just everyone went their separate ways yeah uh so i say the um to to go back to the trailer now so i think we've we've talked quite a bit about the cloud striders and how awesome i think they're yes. going to be uh, I I just I the, every time I look at them now I all all I can do is just play take me on in my head. <laughs> it feels so 80s Blade Runner. It, it, that's the most correct thing I could. Yeah, yeah, I I love everything about the aesthetic of this city, partly because it feels so different than anything else we have had in the Destiny. Uh, you know, okay, universe so one one so last far. comparison. One last comparison here. Um. Season of the Splicer had all those super cool cyberpunk style weapons. Yeah. Yep. And and even Mithrax has like this visor on and and that has this like purple pulse across it. Uh do we think Mithrax has had any interaction with them? I don't have reason to believe that Mithrax has made a connection with them because honestly, if he had, why the hell would he be with us? Why is he like... <laughs> right? I <laughs> All these people and their secrets. This whole game is just nothing but secrets. <laughs> now, I do wonder, though, I do wonder, Mithrax and, and the Splicers in general, uh, as we talked about last night, uh, their whole thing is they use light to fuel technology, and they access that light without the use of a ghost or a traveler. Like They, they built their own conduit to access yep. that light energy in every planet out of technology very possible that the people of neomuna have done the same thing they may not be blessed by light but they may be using it as an energy source okay so here's a question are they using light or are they using dark could be both right because that kind of i mean that's that's kind of the next I, i i think that's the next thing that's shown off in the trailer is the new subclass yeah so let's let's see here so we get um we get that scene we talked about of the witness kind of standing over callus as he's being slowly entombed in this chamber of some sort uh within the pyramid uh no what what we get first though we get a glimpse at a new enemy type um oh yeah so these enemies we learn are called tormentors Oh my god, they're they're freaky. They they're are. so freaky. Uh, they at first I thought it was Rook, right? Like when, right, when looking yeah. at it, he he it looks like Rook, but then like when you see it walk around, it looks like a headless behemoth Rook that just yeah. what the 
fuck is this? Yeah, like, it's, it's really freaky. It's take Rook, shrink him a little bit, make him super buff, and give him yeah. a sickle glaive type thing. Take take away his bayonetta, bayonetta legs, yeah, and give him like I don't know, like Titan upper body. Yeah, like yeah. it. It looks like Rook cross with a gorilla. Away. It looks like Rook yeah. cross with a gorilla with uh, no head. I keep. I I want to keep putting that. That thing has no head. No. Like it literally stops like mid chin. It it's freaky. It it is pretty interesting. Um, so freaky. But af- and then the scythe. Yeah, the scythe is so cool. Uh, oh my god! It's like a void version of the scythe. That, or at least every time we saw it shot the thing, it looked like it was shooting void projectiles. Yeah. So it looked like a void version of what we were just wielding last season. Yeah. Which. The site that we wielded during the 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 containment events, Aramis talks about it being fused with light and dark. Aramis, and so I'm, yeah. I'm curious. Air, Aramis, right? Not Aramis. Sorry, skipping ahead in my brain. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Aramis talks about it being infused with light and dark. So I mean, mm-hmm. it, clearly, it, I, I I just want to like point that out and go, duh, like. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, so, yeah. but no. So the tormentors we we learn in the uh, during the showcase that this is a new permanent addition to the our enemy roster, uh, and that they will serve as um, kind of like mini bosses throughout the campaign or wherever it is they they may show up. Uh, I compare them it, from the sounds of it, from the gist of it. I compare them to uh the the hive guardians you know they're yep. they're going to be a very tough enemy that requires your focus when they enter the yep. battlefield um and even uh some of the the bungee devs that they had on for the interview were saying like we want this to be an enemy that when they come onto the playing field your reaction is oh shit how am i going to deal with this yeah uh, very very I, I i think this is the evolution of the champions like the champions start off as like the big, like obviously there are bosses and mini bosses, but that's like to me that's kind of like a standard of game. Like, yeah, if if you have a game that is any type of like RPG or even not RPG, there's some type of of mini boss, and then there's some type of boss, and then like the next evolution of that was the champions. It was like, oh shit, a champion appeared. Now I got to deal with this thing, or I'm dead. And then the evolution of that was the hive guardians. Now now you have this thing that oh shit, now I got to deal with it. And then I got to move in and do another action to get it to go away. Otherwise, it's going to res and come right back at full health and full strength and and just mess up my day. And now this tormentor seems to be the evolution of that. Yeah, like so. the next the next big thing on the battlefield that's like when this enters the frame, you need to deal with it or you're dead. Yeah, I am really looking forward to coming face to face with these guys. I I really enjoy challenging content and um I'm not a huge I don't think the champion system is going anywhere. I'm not personally a huge like fan of it, but the fact they're putting uh intrinsic anti-champion on exotics tells me that they're not going to get rid yep. of the system because they're still putting resources into it. Uh, and it's, it's not so bad when you have a, a large array of exotics to choose from, to, to, you know, put in your loadout that doesn't feel quite so confining. Uh, that's, that, that was one thing I was thinking of too. Like, uh, when they started mentioning like, well, when they did the last week's TWAB where they were like showing like, these are the intrinsic things that are adding and to different exotics and stuff like that. Like I love Malfeasance. Malfeasance has probably been 
my absolute favorite gun since the day I got it. And then, but it, it's never really been like this, like gun to shine. And now it has intrinsic, uh, unstoppable. Mm-hmm. Now I kind of have, now I, now if I wanted to, I could throw that on and I don't have to use up both mod slots in my, uh, in my, uh, gauntlets to, to, to handle the other, the other, um, champion that, that all that will come across in, in any type of harder content. So yeah, I like, I like that stuff like that is being added intrinsically Thunderlord. I, I've been messing around with Thunderlord for the last like two seasons now, and now it has intrinsic overload. I love arc. I, I am, I am the arc mage. Like that's, I, that's what I do. And so I've been waiting for it. I'm jumping ahead again, but I've been waiting for today for a very long time. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited to, to have more and more weapons with intrinsic perks on them. Obviously overload bow is, or, or, uh, oh, not overload bow, uh, overload, uh, Le Monarch yeah. is uh, people love that. Like that's, that's, that's almost almost a staple of any time you're running anything with overloads. Like it's so powerful, it's so useful because the burn tick damage on them will keep them from regenerating, and you don't have to keep shots on them. Like that's just that's yeah. super super helpful. So but, anyway, sorry, I'm jumping around and, and I'm going into systems uh, now rather than lore. <laughs> <laughs> well, and say and this this will be a little a little bit of both because the showcase was a little bit of both. But uh, sure. But yeah, so um, all that is to say that I'm I'm always looking forward to when they are trying to evolve their combat uh, and evolve yep. how they challenge us, and it seems like that's what they're doing with the tormentors. Uh, love it, absolutely love to see it. But so and they're freaky, they're super freaky. Oh, they are. They're scary. <laughs> they they are. The, I love how much horror they're they're keeping in the game. Like we saw a lot of that last season, obviously with season of the haunted. We mm-hmm. saw a lot of that with Glycon, like. They're keeping that horror element, that horror element of the at, at least the darkness side of, of everything. Yeah. Yeah, kind yeah. of, they're keeping that going, and I I love I love to see that continuation. And I I think having it uh juxtaposed against this like super colorful landscape yeah. in in the city of Neomuna is really cool, um and really it's, like it's accentuates so, <laughs> both sides of it. Yeah, it's like you really get to see both sides like in full glory. I, I, brilliant. That's all I can say. So, the uh, the very next screen that we get is our guardians um, fleeing a, a group of cabal. They're jumping out of a uh, of a building, and we see them use a new subclass. Uh, oh my god. When that hunter flipped around, <laughs> I lost my shit and was like, what is happening? So uh, this subclass, we learn, is called Strand. Um, and the way that it was explained, I, I, I don't remember if this is during the showcase or, or post-showcase, um, was essentially like, this is our guardian manipulating darkness on their own for the first time without anyone leading them without anyone guiding how they should be doing it. This is just them reaching out to that raw dark and strand is what they come up with. Uh, And the, the way it was described in, in the showcase is that uh, there are these invisible strands of dark energy 
that connect everything in the universe to everything else in the universe. Um, you could maybe equate that to like dark matter of a sort. Um, yeah, or I, I could see it. I could see that. I, well, the way one of the developers described it is that the light subclasses is about creation and the dark subclasses is about consciousness. Uh, and Interesting. I, I really think the, I have to imagine the theme that they were going for, the thing that was in their mind when they were making Strand, and this maybe explains the color a little bit, was we want to make this Guardian Neo in the Matrix. Oh, yeah. Uh, Absolutely. They and I want to say they even said like Matrix esque. Yeah, like they the strand. They they are they are essentially saying your guardian is seeing instead of ones and zeros these green threads all over the place that are attaching all these things and they are reaching out and they are manipulating those threads to do a thing. Uh, oh my god! I just had a thought. What's what that? if the guardian? What if the in game guardian learns that it's in a video game? <laughs> I mean, we've seen some war- fourth wall breaking before. That's uh, what I'm saying. The Ahamkar already know they are, and they want out. And Savathun, like, and she did get out briefly. And she did get out. So, but uh, but so if our, if our guardians learn that they're in a video game, I'm going <laughs> to lose my mind. So a couple of really cool. And this is where we're going to talk uh, systems and abilities, less lore per se. Um, but some really cool things we learned about Strand are, are what our guardians can do with it. Uh, the first is all classes will get access to a grappling hook. And what's interesting uh, is that, and, and I, I'm not 100% sure what they meant by this, is that they said um, the grappling hook will work on a point in space, but that point does not need to be an object. Yep. and. From from my understanding, I took that as like you can just toss it out and it'll just grab onto anything. And and the thing that kind of solidified that was there's a scene where there's three guardians kind of going around a corner and each one grapples out to what seems to be the same point, but there's three separate connections that right. are being made at three separate points. So what what I what I wonder though is is this literally a grappling hook that we can point anywhere and have it work in some way um that's what i think which i think would be cool really cool uh or is this a grappling hook that we can still only use in designated spots but we just have a visual effect that's like it's floating like or it's, uh, you know random within an um, area or something almost like deep sight or something like that like yeah it, um, as long as you're within the deep sight area you can use deep sight but as soon as you leave like the little right. circle it yeah now i, I hope I it's see, i, I hope it's it the first way. one i hope you can just use I, it anywhere i think it's the first one uh I, that would it be sounded cool. like it was going to be the first one so yeah but so we've got that which is for all the classes which just looks like fun um when i saw that i so i've been i've been and you know this i've been replaying through uh horizon um forbidden west again and the grappling animation is very similar to what aloy was doing in there uh when she when she grapples onto the the points with her with her with her pull caster so yeah it's it it's it's a grappling hook you, you get to be batman or spider-man like i don't know what <laughs> like yeah yeah no it's 
It's pretty cool. Um, so some of the other things that we uh, see can be done with Strand is the uh, the the hunter can weave it into a rope dart, uh, a rope that they can swing that has like a, a kunai or or a, a knife like yep. object at the um at the end of it and they can swing it around and twirl it and um kind of throw it out in front of them uh at least we th- those are the moves we saw we're not sure what ex- what all they can do with them um and the hunter is called the thread runner is their yeah. their subclass uh just like Blade Runner. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> 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 yes. <laughs> uh, the Warlock, which, you know, is the one that I'm, I'm most interested in, uh, is called the Architect. So now whenever it says that, you know, that your death was at the fault of the Architects, you can just blame Warlocks in general. Yeah! Uh, <laughs> uh, so the description for this says uh, architects effortlessly manipulate the weave capital W using only their mind from the back line. These telekinetic sorcerers can even twist strand into sentient creatures to do their bidding. Uh, so that oh, if I get it, if I get a strand familiar, I'm oh, going to yeah. lose my shit. Oh yeah. We're getting a strand buddy. Absolutely. Oh, I I love I love Arc Arc Buddy has been my favorite forever. Like Getaway Artist has just been my standard uh, uh, Arc exotic. Um, and then when they introduced Void Buddy, I was like, Oh my god, this is awesome! So now I have that. I was I was kind of sad to not see Solar Buddy, but yeah. if Strand Buddies come in, Solar Buddies can't be far behind. Yeah. So no, definitely a strand buddy happening. Uh, and that, that was the other thing I, I didn't mention earlier. They, they referred to this as a, um, as a psychic ability as a psionic right. ability. And I, I think maybe what they meant when they were talking about darkness is consciousness is like anything dealing with the mind is, uh, has, has an attachment to darkness in some some way i was i was gonna ask like so typically well i say typically at least through the the witch queen campaign we talked about how darkness was very much linked to memory yep obvious obviously that is a portion of the mind so i mean i i we're definitely seeing an evolution of that like oh yeah the i guess i guess what what connection is stasis then i know that that's kind of the only thing at this point is like okay what (laughs) You know, that, that's all we well all, and good, well, but where does stasis fit into that? Um, and, and you and I have talked about this, especially in our Light and Dark, dark series that we did, that like stasis was like the, the removal of entropy, right? Like it's that right. time manipulation uh, as far as like the physics of the universe. Now, if if darkness is really just all mind-related, what is stasis? I Like, right. is time just a construct of the human mind? Like, does time only exist because we as humans have decided that it existed? Like I mean, and that just like a fuck you thought. Like, <laughs> uh, on on one hand, you could say time is uh, time is relative to the observer. That's uh, true. So perhaps if we really want to try and you know fit stasis in there, do, we could say do that... cats and dogs take part in daylight savings? <laughs> no, 
So if we really want to try and fit stasis in there, we could say like stasis is the guardian uh, exerting their interpretation of time in that space into reality or something. Holy shit. I mean, I'm spitballing here. I'm grasping it. I don't care. Your spitballing is so on point that I don't care. It's that's law of the land now. Well, okay. Uh, (laughs) But so needless to say, this strand uh, subclass and abilities is all about using this psychic weave that exists everywhere. Uh, And and you are Neo in the Matrix, essentially. Absolutely. Um, and then we, we also got to see the Titan as well, right? Like that. Yep. Uh, the Titan as well. As, so the Titan, as much as I am, I, and everyone knows this, I'm not a big fan of Titans. I, I, I suck with them. I, I played, I played a Titan to max level through the campaign and everything four times in destiny one, trying to figure out how to play it. And I, I still, I suck with it. I'm, I'm so bad. So the, the Titans are called tyrants. Uh, their description is untamed and wild tyrants tear at strand to manifest claws. They use to sever their targets from the weave leaping into harm's way with wild abandon. The line no one crosses is drawn by a tyrant. Uh, they, they, the, their super did look pretty gnarly. It, it, they, their hands turned to these like big glowing, uh, you know, green, blades uh what what the description um reads to me and and a little bit the the visual uh if we really want to um if we want to go back to some of the greek references uh this reminds me of the fates where the fates would have the the um you know the weave they would have the the thread of each person's life and um you know, when it says the Titan uh, manifest claws used to sever their targets from the weave, my visual is the fates cutting a thread, which is indicative of, of someone's life ending in Greek yeah. mythology. Yeah, I like it. So I don't I like know it. that I can attribute the architect or the thread runner to Greek mythology, but the tyrant just gives yeah. me that vibe with the description we already we already have architect in game we don't have to explain it with greek stuff <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely uh so and so i don't obviously like the whole architect thing in the matrix the neo stuff like that's oh yeah oh like, yeah now i just think of my warlock just sitting in a chair with a pin <laughs> blinking at screens like look over here blink blink if you go through that door everything will end and i'll have to i'll have to i'll have to have a stern talking with you 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 person you yeah that's <laughs> That's my warlock now. So um, we get some really cool action scenes and we get the title card. And that's pretty much where the Lightfall trailer ends. Um, so it, it, as as far as like the Lightfall, like like lettering there too, it, it, it made me think of, it looks like Blade Runner. Oh, it absolutely. Like the letter styling yeah. looks like Blade Runner. Um, it, it, this is, this is, this is, this is Blade Runner. Yeah. We're just, we're just doing Blade Runner now. That's what's happening. Exactly what it is. I am totally here for it. Uh, That's fine. I'm okay with it. I love the aesthetic. I absolutely love it. So, and say, is, is there anything that you wanted to talk about from the, from the lightfall portion that, that, uh, we, we may have missed. I, I, nothing I can think of the, the big things, like I said, were the, the, the people themselves, the cloud striders. Yeah. Uh, I think we have a lot of, a lot of good info that we can, that we can draw from, 
just from the the small description that that we've heard through the the post uh, the post reveal um, interview. So I, I yeah no my my I I was so intrigued by the by the the idea of the of the <laughs> the cloud city people the cloud people uh, <laughs> I was just I was just over over the moon with that. And then, like I said, when it, when when I texted you and asked, "Hey, what's the deal?" and you were like, "Oh, well, Neffel, that's there you go, or Neffel," and I was like, "Well, boom, boom, that's like the glaive the glaive quest told us exactly where we're going. Like, we just had the time frame wrong. Yeah, we didn't know it at the time, but it told us right, exactly right what place, was going wrong on. time. Yeah, um, but no, I think yeah. I think uh, yeah, no, that's uh, we did. So so as far as okay, so. Uh, as far as predictions for Lightfall, uh, what what did what did we have? Because that was last night, and yeah. I have lost my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so the the prediction that I made for Lightfall last night, which I I guess might still be true, because we didn't maybe they didn't show it, but I, I it doesn't seem like it is, is that the traveler being infected by darkness would be the the like main event of Lightfall. From. Um, and where yeah. we'd get our powers from. It doesn't seem to doesn't be the seem case. Doesn't seem like it's the case anymore. No. 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 Um, city besieged, though. City besieged, just not our city. <laughs> Freaking spot on there. Like, <laughs> well, again. Right event, wrong destination. <laughs> yeah. Say. Yeah, no. But, uh, but yeah. So that kind of rounds out what we know about Lightfall right now. Um, yep. And uh, then if we. We want to discuss the the current season at least a little bit, then. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I've 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 gotten to play through the first week's worth of stuff uh, so far. Uh, this 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 the seasonal story stuff that goes along with the first week, and uh, holy shit, myth, like, almost word for word predicted everything that happened. And I, like I said. From now on, if Myth predicts something, take it as law of the land, because he lives <laughs> in the future, or can tell the future. I don't know. I I haven't decided which. If I can um, tell the future, I would have won the lottery. So sadly, no. Well, get hot. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, so this season is season of the plunder. Uh, absolutely, Aramis broke free, uh, just like Myth said. Uh, we're working with Mithrax, which is the obvious uh, uh, connection. If if we're dealing with Aramis, the 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 obvious. Uh, good guy side of that would be Mithrax. Um, uh, we are plundering for treasure. Uh, the Drifter is included with this because obviously, why not? Because he's just a crazy pirate kind of person. Uh, we're pirates, which my wife literally lost her mind. Like, she loves pirates. We have every Lego pirate ship that has ever existed. Uh, so yeah, it... it this is like when my wife saw this she's like oh my god this is my season and i was like yes yes it is this this is your season so uh we we get to work with spider again i'm actually real i i don't know why but there's something about working with spider again that got me really intrigued and really stoked yeah uh, i'm i'm super interested to see what happens with uh spider and drifter and mithrax and yeah. i'm i'm really kicking myself i don't know so in my in the prediction last night, uh, Aramis and Mithrax, uh, definitely. But um, I had thought that you know maybe they're going to use more of the Europa like Deepstone Crypt, and it's going to be a Bray story. Um, didn't even cross my mind, even though I said plunder equals pirates. Didn't even cross my mind to think about Drifter, and I don't know why it didn't. 
but or or spider or for spider, that matter. Yeah. Spider is just a black market. Like that's piracy at its at its yeah. finest. Yeah. So, no. um, but I I'm super intrigued. But we do to get to go back happens. to Europa. We d- so we got the location right as well. Yep, we do get to go back to Europa. Um, I'm hoping that I. Uh, you know, I I don't know that we're going to get any new areas in Europa. Um, it doesn't really seem that way uh, the, so far, I don't at think least. So. Which is unfortunate. Because at least, at least from the missions that that my wife and I have played, uh, it it does seem that we're like out in the stars, like we're we we are we are pirates of the sky. To to quote Final Fantasy, we are sky pirates. <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, we're definitely going from like. One of the one of the little missions that we did, we we went to a little bunch of rocks and just fought a cabal guy and took his shit. So yeah, like it's we're it, it's very much like we are pirates. Of, uh, Treasure Planet, the 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 Disney movie Treasure Planet uh, is what comes to mind uh, when I think of this season now. Yeah, and that's yeah yeah yeah, uh, yeah. fantastic. Now movie you got to go watch it. it. Um, Absolutely, like be- my, my, beautiful my wife, animation. As, as soon as we got, it was one of the first uh, Disney movies where they combined the two, right? Where it was like uh, animation and CGI, right? Uh, yeah, it it was a special um, process that I, I'm I, I can't recall at the moment. There, there's a really really great YouTube video out there. Uh, that's uh, the title of it, something on the lines of like um, how how and why Disney killed Treasure Planet. Uh, and it talks about <laughs> the fact that uh, Disney, find Disney intentionally like tanked that movie as much as they could because they didn't want it to be successful. Um, this That's is crazy talk. This is very off topic. Uh, go go watch that video though. It's it's fascinating. But, I, I uh, will because I love Treasure Planet. I it's do probably one of my wife's and my favorite movies. Like, but so yeah. Back back to the season itself. Um, I have not played everything that's available in this this first uh week's worth of story yet i've gotten maybe like halfway through uh but just the initial discussions between mithrax the drifter oh, ido yeah. and spider and ido. we get, uh, we we get, get to, to interact ido. with ido i was so stoked about that yeah but it seems like spiders maybe uh alluding to uh mithrax having kind of a dark past that he doesn't want anyone to know about like so there's i I, i'm sure you saw the scene where they're they're pouring drinks and mithrax he's he kind of doesn't like take part in it and the whole time that he's doing that i'm like what is mithrax not saying what is he like his body language everything about what he's doing it, it seems off like what is what is going on and then later on Spider like alludes to like he's like yeah well you know he hasn't told Ido about anything blah 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 yeah no it's something's s- Mithrax may have been a badass pirate yeah Mithrax I think has got a has got got a, a secret pirate life before he became Kel of House of Light uh, Yarg so I'm really interested to see how all that unfolds um, I'm also really interested to see because we didn't really interface with her in any way, at least I haven't yet, if if maybe it comes up later, um, how Aramis ties into everything. Um I haven't we haven't come across anything yet. I, um there's been a few dialogues through the through the the catch missions. Yeah. Uh, the six man activity. Uh, which is interesting. We got both a six man and a three man and a solo activity. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I I don't know. We got that everything at all. added. I was not expecting that. 
that was say I, I was lost <laughs> too much content <laughs> too much Bungie. reel it back a bit <laughs> no don't listen to him uh, no don't listen to me don't listen to me i'm crazy <laughs> i i was i'm slightly concerned which is silly to say this early in the season but i i really hope that aramis doesn't just become like a MacGuffin. You know, it doesn't just become sure. a, a reason for us to do a thing because we needed a reason to do a thing for a season. Like sure. I, I want, because I feel like she was kind of robbed of a, a decent uh, in-game story the first time around. Absolutely, I really, Absolutely. really want them to use her well in this season. Um, especially after last season where Callus was such a pivotal part of what was like, granted some of that came from the dungeon but even with even if you don't include duality like callus was such a such a regular presence throughout the season he felt like we were actually like he felt like somebody we were we were you know really fighting against or or uh you know pitting ourselves against his uh his objectives uh what he was trying to accomplish and I don't want Aramis just to be a couple voice lines every week because I feel like that just really devalues what her character could be. So I'm a little worried about that, but it's, it's too early to say. As far as like a seasonal model, right? Like we, we, you know, the, the, the gameplay, the, the video, because video game reason why I'm, why am I logging in and playing every day? Um, That loop for every season has been pretty, consistent right like it's do 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 the new seasonal activity go out and do some strikes and stuff to to gather what you need to to come back to do the seasonal activity finish out the seasonal activity for the week a little bit of dialogue at the at the main hub location wherever it be at um which has been the helm for the most part uh and then we'll see you next week type thing like that's 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 been the typical gameplay loop um but every once in a while we'll get like um like a cutscene in there or something uh typically like week three or week four uh we'll get a cutscene of like that's like this like mind-blowing you know relevant thing like last season we had the cutscene with uh um uh zavala and we we saw him like mourn the loss of sefi and and then even mourn the loss of his son and contemplating becoming a non-guardian by killing his ghost like I mean, all of these were like, these are like deep, deep emotional scenes that, that, that I, oh, oh, I'm going to cry just thinking about it. Uh, so yeah, I, I, I think we'll have, uh, I, I will, I will be sad if it is just a bunch of cutscenes and, and a, and a few voice lines. Uh, but I think, I think we'll have more, more than, than what's being at least shown at surface level with Aramis. I, I think we I think we have to. I hope so. Um I'm just just because of how important she was. Yeah. No, I'm I'm confident that they uh the, the narrative team can and will tell a tell a good story. Uh this is just kind of my gut reaction on oh, the, sure. the original, sure. you know, what we've seen so far. And like I said, it's not really fair uh because it's it literally the first you know, the first <laughs> I was day. Say. Uh, eight hours ago. <laughs> That's how old it is. <laughs> but I, I just, I want, I want them to to use her character well because I think there's a lot for for that character to give. Um, yep. So and say, 
I haven't really had a chance to dive into any of the seasonal weaponry or read most of the lore cards or anything. So we're, we're saving a lot of that for next week. Yes. I was very excited because I read a single lore card and it's (laughs) (laughs) the pirate theme is strong with this season. Yes. Yes. Uh, So yeah, we'll, we'll save that one. God, I want to talk about it, but I know we're saving it, so I'll be I'll be patient. Yeah, I'll, for once I will be patient. Yeah, we'll we'll give ourselves both time to really go through and digest some of the new stuff uh, that they they give us for the season. I, and I we'll, will finally read everything. I'll yes. read all the lore tabs from all the stuff. All of it. I'll do it this time. I promise. I'll do my homework this time, Myth. I won't just leave it to you. Nah, I'll leave it to you. You'll tell me all about it. <laughs> I'm such a I'm such a per I am a turd. <laughs> yeah, but at least you know that, so you know. This is true. This is true. Uh ad- admittance is always the first step. Uh no or denial. Denial is the first step. Admittance is the is the final and then acceptance. So yeah, I accept what I am. Uh okay. Uh well that's uh that's our that's our little review or reaction to the to the lightfall. I do. Um, I do answer. have one more thing, though. Oh, okay. One, then. one more thing. Um, I don't think we were supposed to know this, but I caught oh, a little snippet from the post show um, when they were talking about the collector's edition and what was in the collector's edition that yeah. uh, maybe I'm reading too much into it. Who knows? Oh, no. Um, but they. Uh, the, the person that they had, and I I forget the, the lady's name, um, she was like the head of, or, or worked with the merchandising department. She was part of the the group that creates and like markets all of the, the bungee store items. Uh, and she was talking about the different items that come in the lightfall collector's edition. She talked about, yeah, we've got, you know, the, the puka, the statue, the, the fish, um, We've got uh, some different uh, three different lore books that come with this one. Um, I was and... I was going to ask you about those real quick. Are those lore book like print? Are those printed in game lore books that we're getting there? Like, or or are they just like? Do we know anything about them other than they are just lore books? Uh, we don't know much about them. Um, I I don't remember if let me let me see if the picture. They're they're not the. They're not like grimoire books, like they're not like no, 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 not like that. But they're they're like the you know I I attribute them to be similar to the journal that you that we got. Oh, in, okay, yeah, sure. Um, in the the previous collector's edition, uh, Lightfall and and Shadow Queen. Yeah, yeah. Um, or not Shadow Queen, <laughs> <laughs> Shadow Keep and Witch Queen. Uh, yeah, sh- no. Wait, what am I thinking of? Witch Queen. Yes. Which Witch Queen and did we get a one with Shadow Keep? Uh, I think we did. I, I think we did. I think we've gotten a lore book with all of them in some I think you're way, right. shape, or form. Forsaken was the only one that didn't have anything, just because it was. I was there. I don't remember there being a f- physical Forsaken I, collector's edition. I'm sure there was. I I didn't have it, unfortunately. But all that aside, I, yeah. All that aside, three lore books. Uh, one of them, um, has the iconography of uh callus or or the cabal yep. on it uh one that, of them like, triangle with the two circles yep uh one of them has an iconography i'm not really sure what it is it's uh like a blue uh blue background with a uh half sun with um some like 
half circles underneath it. Uh, oh, shit. so I, I'm not entirely sure what that's from. And the other half one circles. is, is very much the, the eye of Osiris and yep. Yep. what they let slip, uh, during the showcases, they were talking about these is, uh, she mentioned that, oh yeah, one of the lore books is going to be, uh, from Ikora and it's going to be Ikora talking to Osiris after he comes out of, and then they stopped and caught themselves and just kind of ignored that last sentence for the rest of the, for the rest of their, you know, their thought, um, which that see that paired with the fact that the face of Osiris is on one of the shards of glass in the background of the Lightfall uh, oh, season get the pass fuck out of here. For the, I didn't even the, recognize that. Yeah, for the seasons after Lightfall, um, Osiris's sure. face is is in one of those. So, oh yeah, in the background, in the they did in the background of the showcase. Yeah. So oh. <laughs> I am pretty sure Osiris is coming well, back. Uh, it seems like post Lightfall. Yeah, uh, that's that's what it seems like too. So. So, but at least at least we know he's coming back. Yeah, like, they, they his, are he's just on hold right now. Going to address that story. It might just take a little. Well, bit. Well, I got, I I think Margie got the same dialogue too. Uh, at the end of one of the six man activities this season so far, um, it's Saint. Saint asks, mm-hmm. you know, hey, have you found anything to help Osiris? Like, yeah, you know, I got I, that one too. It, and it was it was a good little like okay, so they're, they're we're. Bungie themselves are not just forgetting that Osiris is <laughs> sitting in a coma somewhere in the city. Like, okay, good, yeah. good, good thing that we've been all we're all on the same page here with this Osiris thing. And it, it might be a case where he wakes up during Lightfall, and then, like we talked about before, it takes time for him to recover to get yep. to the point where he then has a season of his own. Um, but yeah, so just kind of was was interesting little slip that I considered confirmation that Osiris yeah. is gonna uh, is gonna be a character again here in uh, post now during now I go look at those uh, now I want to go back and look at those uh, panels in the background so that they had during that if if you go deal. if you go to Bungie.net and you go to the Destiny Two Lightfall expansion page it has those panels yep. right there oh okay um, cool. And it looks like one's a tormentor, one's the witness, one's a cloud strider. The other is one of the um, Shadow Legion Cabal. Uh, One is of our guardian or or a warlock in the the Lightfall armor they showed off. Uh, And then the other is Osiris. So, man, that's well, good. Good. Yeah. Good, 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 good. But uh, that was the last little tidbit that I had I had latched on to that I thought was worth talking about. Okay. Well, uh, all righty then. There it is. Um, so things to take away from this podcast. Uh, myth lives in the future and can predict such. I so... got a few things right from context clues. <laughs> Seventy-five <laughs> percent, man. That's all you need. That's all you need to pass. Uh, so yeah, I, I would, I, I, I am, I am jealous of Myth's ability to see these things, and and I will make it known to everyone that Myth is way better at predicting this shit than I am. 
<laughs> I just I just have hopes and dreams and then pray that they come true. Myth is like, oh no 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 no. See x equals four and this is y. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, well, anything else, Myth? No, I think that's it. Okay, cool. Uh, so next week uh, we'll be doing a uh, um uh basically our our impressions of the first season. We'll read some of the lore cards. Mm-hmm. Uh, off of some of the armor and the and the guns that are that have been presented to us for season of the plunder, uh, and then uh, we'll, we've got some exciting things planned for after that. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, um, sweet. Well then, uh, from all of us lore nerds to all you guardians out there, we'll see you next week. <laughs>